0: Welcome to Lattes with Lindsay, episode five of season three. I have my bestie on today. We are L Squared. Uh, I was able to meet this lovely lady in high school, funny enough, in Milton, Ontario, and her name is the exact same as mine, so it's very easy to remember. Uh, You know, how you doing, Lindsay? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Oh, I'm so happy to have you on here. You have so much intel about being a mom and going through life and all the trials and tribulations so I can't wait for everyone to get to know you. Oh
1: thanks I'm excited to see your face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know right it's like it's been too long this COVID thing you know. I know feels like we're locked in a shoebox. (laughs) (laughs) You know what sometimes it probably that's probably the best analogy for it but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from you know what you studied in school all that kind of stuff.
1: Sure. Um, Right now I'm currently living in Ottawa. Um, I went to school in Kingston for child and youth work and then decided to continue my education and got my ECE. So right now I'm working for the school board. Um, Luckily, I am able to do it virtually right now. I'm really grateful for that um, during this time. But I really enjoy working with kindergarten. So I love working with kids and that's fun for me. <laughs> <But> <laughs> other than that, that I I have a toddler at home and I've got number two on the way. So
0: yeah, I'm, really I'm so excited. The countdown is on. I'm yeah. so excited. Oh, it's really happening. <laughs> I know.
1: I know I'm a lot tired this second time around, especially because you're chasing a toddler all the time.
0: And he's fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, he is speedy Gonzalez. That is for sure. <laughs> oh, I love it. And that's definitely something that we're going to dive into today. is about self growth and self worth and self care in the way of a mom's life. <laughs> because I think so many moms out there aren't taking the time to give themselves th- that self care or you know have that me time. And Lindsay and I are going to dive into how she kind of goes through that and how she's kind of maneuvered, how to get through all those barriers or boundaries that are created sometimes for moms with, with time. So, you know, let's start off first things first, you know, what is your self-care routine as a mom? You know, what would be an example of that? Uh, to be honest, my self-care routine isn't there at the moment, <laughs> only
1: because <laughs> when um, during this second pregnancy, just being so tired and having a toddler, I'm kind of sleeping in longer so I'm waiting to sleep until my son gets up. And then that's how I'm starting my day. It would be nicer for me to get up earlier so I can have maybe a coffee or tea to myself. But my body is telling me to just sleep. <laughs> so the routine's yep. a little bit off. It's more so just finding um, time in my day that I can give myself time, some self-care time or doing something yeah. for myself when I have the opportunity to do it kind of going with the flow on
0: that one <laughs> <to> be honest <laughs> well, no, that's a good thing like I mean it doesn't even have to be a routine either like I I completely agree sometimes that self-care is taking that sleep in time versus getting up and having that coffee and being stimulated and starting the day sometimes you just girl I know like you, like I'm not even pregnant and I know that you sometimes need the extra 15 hour two hours in bed like it's it's so natural it's beautiful
1: (laughs) yeah especially when you have a hard time falling asleep and then you whenever you wake up and you're in the most comfortable position and then it's harder getting up and it's like why can't I fall asleep like this comfortable at the beginning (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I always feel bad for moms when like I have to watch them flip over on my massage table and it's such like an awkward moment because they Mm. just like they they make this noise where it's like and they have to try and (laughs) over themselves which is such a such a sight to see so I totally I can see it I don't I I haven't experienced it but I I've seen some stuff (laughs) so it's hard um,
1: it's hard and like like the farther you farther along you get like I had to get Steph to push me out of bed because I just (laughs) couldn't do it like I needed help with that extra roll.
0: you need like the momentum push yeah yeah exactly (laughs) oh my gosh that's amazing oh and that's you know is that something you know was that one of the things that people didn't mention to you is like the little things about pregnancy that you know aren't discussed like you know the uncomfortableness during sleep or the swelling of the feet did you did you have any of that during your first pregnancy um I
1: didn't really have much swelling until after I delivered because all your water in your body drops to your feet. So Mm -hmm. I was so swollen after I gave birth for probably a good week. And they just said to keep drinking water and that would help. Um, But I mean, most conversations you have, you're kind of aware that it'll be uncomfortable, but everybody is so different in pregnancy. Um, And I definitely, I, I feel like I had an easier time to sleep the first time. This time Mm. I'm finding it hard to be comfortable. I don't know why. I I just feel like I wake up really easily this time around.
0: Yep. I don't know, man. Like, I know you don't know what the baby is, but who knows? Maybe this is a different experience because you're having a girl this time. I don't know. The possibility is out there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know. We were making a joke the other day, uh, or sorry, yesterday when I went for my ultrasound because the ultrasound technician, she's like, oh, like, I think this baby is feisty. And I'm like, what do you mean by feisty? <laughs> she was just, or I shouldn't say she, the baby, because I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> just was like a ball of fire in there and bouncing off the walls and kind of being stubborn and then showed the muscle pose. And I couldn't stop laughing <laughs> because all I thought of was Stefan. And I'm like, oh, no. And then when I called Mm -hmm. Steph telling him that, he's like, oh, it's a boy. And I'm like, I don't know. It could be a girl (laughs) that's just going to be feisty.
0: Who knows? Hey, man, there are some spicy women out there, let me tell you. And they have some ladies have some serious guns. So I don't know. And maybe that's what I said.
1: I'm like, it might be a girl. And then she might be ready to show up her brother. So
0: (laughs) who knows? Watch she be like the hockey woman versus uh, Henry.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, Steph would love that our oh. families are so in very much into hockey and sports so
0: mm-hmm. does he ever want to be a girl dad or is he oh, yeah is he, yeah
1: he wants <laughs> he really wants to experience brotherhood so he would mm. love to have two boys to experience that but he'd be also love to be a girl dad too and then and yeah the 100%. Experience. so who knows maybe there'll be a third later in the future oh hey now Later. hey now
0: we'll see gotta go through this one first we'll the trio yeah you guys are gonna have to get a bigger house I know oh my gosh I mean no know what you guys could you guys could live in the basement you could make it work oh for sure
1: just they would just room with each other if it's the two boys they can share a room or
0: two girls oh yes oh man that is actually it's funny you say that because we at our cottage, we have bunk like bunk beds and David and I always joke that we never got to experience bunk beds um, because like, you know, we always had our own rooms. But like when you go to the cottage, like I always want to go on the top bunk. But then I remember that I'm like a 28 year old woman who probably shouldn't go on the top bunk. But I always wanted to like, ugh, I've always wanted to try that. <laughs>
1: They're fun. I, I went to um, a camp called ride leg camp and we slept in bunk beds and cabins and it was so much fun
0: mm. I,
1: I, I went two summers in a row so one summer I had a top bunk and one summer I had a bunk underneath and I think that was my first year and I was so afraid of spiders
0: which I still am but like I just fear about spiders coming in my bed so. oh my god no we went to a like a cat and I went to a hostel in Ottawa it was the the old prison And, uh, we, we stayed in the, um, one of the, not the prisoner cell, but the, the people who watch the prisoners, what are they called? Oh my goodness. Um, the guards, we slept in the guards room and let me tell you, (laughs) there were some funky things happening in that place. I didn't sleep like one hour (laughs) and it was, it was bunk beds. And I think Kat slept on the top and I just, I couldn't even sleep. It was crazy, but definitely wish I did it as a kid versus an adult. So noted.
1: <laughs> yeah. I but, think there'll, there'll be a difference.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So going back, you know, to self-care and trying to understand, you know, how to make time for yourself and stuff like that. How, how do you find time for yourself now that you are expecting and you have a toddler and you have a virtual job? How is how do you manage everything?
1: Um, I try and take advantage of nap time, nap time or bedtime. That's just the best time I can do it. And now that henry's down to one solid long nap it's really easy to kind of use that time but also there's some days where there's so much that needs to get done so i wait until bedtime to kind of just use that time for myself i'm really into Mm. word puzzles so for me doing word puzzles at the end of the day (laughs) catching up on the bachelor or um even for me even having a hot shower like even having quiet time to myself no matter what that looks like for me is my own self-care It's just here is just mm. a peaceful house just for that time and because it's yes. normal for me to have any peace in the house because I've got a large dog and,
0: and oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Louie. oh god Louis always wants some love shout out to Louie. oh I know I love that dog but that's really cool that you mentioned that your self-care doesn't have to be a specific amount of time, which I appreciate because your self-care could help you reset within half an hour, you know, a 15 minute shower. I mean, like my, my shower is 15 minutes. I don't know about yours, but I take long showers. But, um, you know, having different times of the day that can give you either just like short windows of self-care is really important. I think that's I think that's really cool that you say that. Well,
1: it's hard, right? Like when you have a really busy day, it's really hard to say sometimes to say, okay, I'm going to give myself an hour because sometimes in like being a parent or even if you're busy with multiple jobs, it's sometimes it's really hard in some days to find that time. So sometimes having those small things is just what you need. Like, Mm. okay, you know what, I'm going to go for a quick walk around the block. Like, For Mm -hmm. Like if I need to reset and I have Henry home with me he loves to be outside so changing the environment or changing the scenery going for a walk that's perfect if it's but if I'm stuck at home and he's sleeping like doing something quick and small for myself like puzzles or listening to music or a show or something where I can just zone out just for that short time is good Mm -hmm. for me.
0: Hey, man, I, uh, you mentioned, you forgot to mention one of your favorite things to do, which I know is one of your favorites is to take a road trip to Starbucks. Oh, you yes, got to hit it. that Starbucks, man. <laughs> yes, if, I'm Starbucks. Having,
1: if I'm having a bad day, and I really <laughs> just like need that reset. I don't know why, but going for a drive to just get a coffee or tea is just something that makes me just reset. I don't know, just having that coffee mm-hmm. or tea in my hand. I'm like, yeah.
0: Yes, this is what I need. A caramel right now. <laughs> macchiato, Guys, if you ever meet Lindsay and she's having a down day, caramel macchiato will make her day. It will. <laughs> for oh. real. But that's really cool. You mentioned the environment thing because um, luckily Lindsay gave me a gift uh, for my birthday. That's called 52 list of happiness. And it's a book based on literally lists you do every day for a year to really help you reflect on self-care and just acknowledging, you know, the things around you and your surroundings and your people and who are negative and toxic and all that kind of stuff and how to kind of open up to yourself and accept what is happening in your life and how to change it. So, you know, when you mentioned the environment or going outside for a walk with Henry and Louie and, and, and Steph, I think that's really cool because one of the things that the book taught me is about colors and you know, you pick a couple colors that really stand out to you that bring your mood up. Like say for me, like it's blue or green, like I don't like pink, so I stay away from pink, but certain colors when you go on that walk, if you focus on those colors, they can sometimes bring you a little bit more joy uh, through your day, which is really, really cool. So I love that book. And if anyone's interested, I can definitely send you the link for it because it is amazing. So
1: It is and it asks some really good questions like it's a good way to challenge yourself and good questions that you wouldn't even think of to answer. I've recommended it to a few friends actually just because I've never been big on journaling but it's been the best journal I've ever worked through.
0: Yeah. And it's cool. Cause it's, it's point form too. Right. And that's the thing that I think sometimes people steer away from with journaling is that they always have the concept where you have to just write in sentences, but with this mm-hmm. list, it's literally just point form about how you're feeling and you can come back to it. Like, it's not like, you know, it, it's only for one day. Like I, I think it's really important to even just write down the day that you wrote that thought and then come back and and maybe the next day you'll have a different thought. So I think. That ugh, I freaking love that book, <laughs> it's, it, but it's hard though. Like there, are, you know, we've had these conversations where I've sent you questions from the book and say, I don't know how to answer this. Like I've never been that vulnerable uh, with myself in that topic. And I think that's really cool because like you said, it is quite a challenge and it can also help you reset. That's a great way to, you know, kind of figure out how to do that self-care with that certain amount of time that you have in a day. Yeah. Yep. It's a, uh, it's a progress. <laughs> it's definitely progress.
1: Self-care, self-growth, all of that. It, it is a progress that you go through your entire life. Like we, you, mm-hmm. you should always want to improve or you should always want to find ways that you can grow or be a better person or improve skills. Like, and that's something I think I probably learned the most about either through pregnancy or even through this pandemic is we forget to take that time to work on ourselves. Like I, mm. I know that I'm somebody that will focus my energy on everybody else but myself. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it's just so much easier for me to wanna help other people or be there for other people that I exhaust all my energy. And then I don't have any for myself and I don't think to take care of me when really that's your most important person is taking care of yourself. Because how can you take care really of other people like your kids or your family, you know, if you don't take care of yourself first.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that the pandemic has taught us a lot about that because I I read this quote a while ago that says we do not learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. And I think what the pandemic or COVID or whatever you want to classify it as it, it really did challenge you to sit at home and be in your thoughts you know, and and think uh, or rethink, you know, your finances and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's great because a lot of people probably didn't take that time to refocus their mind, or you know, they're so focused on a schedule every single day that with the pandemic, for some people who didn't have who couldn't work, you know, they took that time and said, "Hey, okay, now I can prioritize the things that actually mean something to me, or get those tasks done at home that they haven't been able to do." So I think going back to the original statement that we said at the beginning is that self-care doesn't have a, a distinct definition it's what you classified as that will make you feel better right if it brings you happiness or clarity or whatever it is I think there's there's no rhyme or reason to say you know a minute from now you can reset your mind and start over again with whatever you're feeling you know and what is what is something that like you found for example during your pregnancy like if you're looking at how you appreciated yourself during the pre and like in between and then the post, like how did you go through all of those emotions during your pregnancy? Um, It was
1: definitely a roller coaster. That's the best way I can describe it. Just because like Mm -hmm. you're going through so many hormonal changes. And in that first pregnancy, I went through a lot of stressful situations between like work and friendships that I didn't really process any of those. Like I enjoyed my pregnancy and I took care of my body and what I needed to do for my mind, body, everything. But then when like the hardest part for me was the fourth trimester. So that's like the post-pregnancy part or postpartum. Um, Just because I, it was kind of like I relived through all the emotions and all the trauma or everything that I felt in that past year, stressful situations, I kind of almost like relived it because you have a hormonal drop. And then on top of that, I had, I really struggled with being patient with my body because it wasn't, you know, your body doesn't go down right away. It takes time. And I was so angry. <laughs> like I, or I just felt yes. so uncomfortable with myself. Cause I'm like, can't fit in the clothes that I want to fit in. Like this is taking so long. And I wasn't patient with myself when really like my body just went through a whole lot of trauma. And that's what birth is. Whether you have a C-section or a vaginal delivery, like there's so much trauma that does go on for like through your body and it takes time to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And that was my biggest lesson learned is that you need to give yourself time to recover and that's okay it's going to take time to heal Mm -hmm. you know like you'll get to where you want to be eventually and yes your body's changed but it's changed in a good way and if you and to just appreciate your Mm. body for what it is
0: yeah which is probably hard though in the moment because you know you look at yourself every day and I I know you know for even Steph just probably telling you you're beautiful you know like it's it's okay it's it's but I mean you have to think like a a human, the size of an eggplant, or for some, (laughs) it's probably a little bit bigger, like just came out of your body. So, I mean, I think uh, forgiving yourself and allowing you to take time to heal is very healthy, but, you know, understanding that sometimes the support system is also really helpful, right? Like, did you find that, you know, over time, obviously like your mindset got a little bit easier and more clear, but did you find that you had a lot of support uh, you know during that that postpartum
1: um the support was there did but I didn't really allow myself to take the support like I Mm. I really convinced myself I had really bad postpartum anxiety which led to some postpartum depression and I had a really hard time in my mindset like allowing people to help or not even that just I was convincing myself that no one understood how I was feeling, which there's, Um, I have so many friends that have already been through motherhood that maybe they have been through the same experience or similar experience or feelings. But for some reason I was just so stubborn and I just was, I just felt like no one would understand how I was feeling. No one understood um, what I went through and I got angry with myself because uh-huh. I was feeling, I was in denial that I was feeling any postpartum anxiety or depression. It bothered me uh-huh. and it angered me. I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Like, I'm so grateful that I have my son here. I love spending time with him, but like, I just couldn't help how I felt. And then uh-huh. eventually Stefan and I had a big conversation and I'm just like, I need to figure out how to change this to make it better for myself and better for my family because if i'm not healthy mm. mentally or physically or emotionally like how can i really care for my son or our family you know uh-huh. and eventually letting it out and talking to somebody and that person isn't even a mom it was just someone that uh, that's a really good friend of mine that i just was like i'm just going to release how i feel right now <laughs> and <laughs> because I, because I knew that I was talking to somebody that isn't judgmental and you know, when you just need to sit with somebody so you can verbally express mm-hmm. how you feel. It was, that, it was mm-hmm. that big sense of relief. And I was like, why didn't I just talk to somebody sooner? But at the same time, I wasn't
0: ready to. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, it's good though, that you did take the time to process how you were feeling and then find that outsource. Uh, to release that frustration or those deep feelings that you've been kind of boiling up a little bit. But I, I I mean, that's definitely a great tip for moms in the future who are going through it to try and be as vocal as possible. Or if you don't have someone who is able to kind of help you through that, you know, like we mentioned before, journaling, seeing a therapist, you know, mm-hmm. you know reminding yourself, of all the beautiful things that happened during your pregnancy versus like the tough times and, you know, kind of reverse that mindset and say, okay, well, you know, remember that day that we fought, you know, felt Henry bump, like move for the first time or whatever it was to kind of go through it. So do you feel that now you've gone through that pregnancy and you've experienced those emotions and, and you have figured out that outsource, how to express how you are feeling? Do you think you're more prepared for the next one? Or do you think, you just have a better understanding of how your process works.
1: I definitely feel better the second time around, just because I know what to expect. I mean, every pregnancy is different and, but mentally I probably feel 10 times more prepared than what I did the first time, because the first time Mm. you're trying to figure out how to be a parent for the first time, you know? And if, if you, if you decide to breastfeed, that is something that that's a skill you're learning to try and to do on your own as well and it takes time like it's mm-hmm. not something you can just get right away if you can oh luck luck for you lucky for you that's awesome but yep. for most or for some like it is a skill you have to learn and um learning about sleep patterns and development and growth and being invested in your child's development and growth is really important too so mm-hmm you're stressed about making or hope, hoping that they get to certain things, but every child, that's where, again, every child is different. And just Mm -hmm. because a child doesn't meet a milestone at the beginning, doesn't mean they won't get there. So we put, Mm -hmm. there's added, that added pressure as a parent that not only are you trying to um, learn how to take care of them, you're also stressed about them hopefully making the miles, these milestones that they need to meet as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, and it's a lot of external pressure. That's the problem yes, that with the world is that, you know, even myself that I'm learning is um, I'm reading this book called let shit go. <laughs> it's pretty interesting because it's, it's talking about right now it's saying, you know, oh, I should be doing this or, You know, I should be here in life or I should have this house already. And the the word should, they're expressing the book that it should not be a word (laughs) because, you know, you're you're living in the expectation of others and this pressure of what potentially your parents were like or what your friends are like or whatever it is. And it's different from what your journey is. And I think forgiving yourself or understanding that you are on your own individual journey as a mom, you know, as a wife. Uh, as a daughter whatever it is and I think it's so healthy to come to the understanding that it is your decisions as you know what you can do because I mean no one teaches us how to breastfeed (laughs) no I mean it's not it's not technically like a class where they you know say practice because it's not magic like that doesn't just happen you know you know diaper changing all these little things that a lot of moms don't um, take the time to appreciate that they built those skills, you know, like saying a couple times a day or just reminding yourself how proud you are and and understand how far you've come as a mother, right? Like think when i when I watch my friends, because I, you know, I have a few friends <laughs> who have kids, just a couple. Um, you know, it's beautiful to see the growth of how much confidence you build throughout the, the, the months of, of being a mom. And I think that's really, really cool uh, to, to better understand yourself as an individual as well. So, you know, feeling those frustrations or feeling low is important. And I think it's really cool that you've found different ways to kind of work through those. Um, but, you know, for someone who is in general feeling frustrated or low, you know, what would be an example of, of something that you would recommend for them to try?
1: It really depends on the person. That's where it kind of goes back to the basics of self-care strategies. You know, what it's kind of mm-hmm. taking the time to reflect on what makes you feel good, what makes you feel happy and doing that. Because what I'm, what I do for yeah. me may not work for somebody else. You know, like for me, it's, mm-hmm. it's very basic going for walks or listening to music um, or getting a massage. Like I can just disconnect <laughs> and and like feel like I'm just in a peaceful place, you know? And for some, mm-hmm. some people might, might not like massages or they might want to express themselves through art. And this is something I, f- I really wish we learned um, when we were younger, because right now, mm-hmm. right? If we talk about the importance of self-care and self-expression and talking to somebody or, you know, labeling our feelings, We didn't get that. Uh We didn't have that in school. It was very much um, making sure, you know, your ABCs and your numbers and science, and (laughs) you know, like we didn't focus on our feelings. That wasn't a big thing for us when we were kids. Uh And I feel like we Uh we lack that so much now because we never were never taught that. So yes. they never
0: said, hey, yes. what's- well, it's almost like embarrassing for people to go to a guidance counselor or go see a therapist. It's like people instantly judge you for wanting to get help, right? Yeah,
1: it, was, it wasn't a big thing. It wasn't like, hey, what are some ways you could take care of yourself? Like, what are some self-care strategies? Meanwhile, I go to when I went to college for child and youth work, that's all like a big part of it because you work with mm-hmm. children and youth with mental health and it's very difficult profession to be in um and it's really important that you take care of yourself and really in any profession Mm -hmm. that you're in it's important and we talk about that but I don't know how many other places talk about that
0: yeah it's it's disappointing that it wasn't oh my god there's I mean we could get into that for hours about all the things that should be in school like financing that would maybe be a little logical (laughs) but you know, it's and unfortunately, I think there are so many little things that were taught to us, but they weren't the the focal points or the important parts of what, quote unquote, school was supposed to be. So I agree. Um, you know, in college, one of the big things for self-care that they did for us was um, we had like a puppy day. I don't know if you ever had that, but like they had like all different types of puppies come into the classes and you could like pet them and like have your little like freak out moment because they're just way too adorable. And then you just go on your day, but that's like a little quick window of like self-love and getting that energy from them and all that stuff. So I think when you get older, you understand the process of self-love, but I don't think there's a specific time that you should start doing it. I think, you know, self-care is something you can start whenever, you know, whenever you know what that. Means for you, and I think that's right. Strategies for everyone are so different. Me and you are completely different. Oh yes, (laughs) you know, like I, I definitely am a morning person, and I like to get things done. And you are someone who is just like so focused throughout the day. And I applaud you for that. So, I will, I will give you all of that. But that's, that's really cool for you to mention. You know what you wish your younger self would have known. Is there any other tips that you think that you know you wish you knew? when you were younger
1: that was probably the biggest one um being just being able to label how I feel and feeling comfortable because like you know me so well that I used to be like this huge brick wall you know like I, I did not talk about things my my like my my parents didn't either like they we talked about school we talked about sports and that was it you know like it just wasn't talking about how you felt just wasn't a big thing for us. Yep. And so yep. I wasn't used to it. So for me, like, I feel like that probably could have helped me in a lot of ways to be able to learn how to say how I feel or, um, but it's so hard. Like when you're, mm-hmm. I, you're growing up, you're going through high school, you're going through, I trying to figure out who your identity really is. It's so hard. Cause like, truthfully, I didn't even know who I was. I felt like I was a soul just kind of like bouncing around, not making good decisions. I didn't know what, like, (laughs) I just, I, you know, like I, I I didn't really think about the actions that I was doing or things that I was Mm -hmm. saying, like, and I, that was something that I had to learn through as I got older, you know? And, I mean, I don't feel like I really became a person until I left home. Like I didn't really fear mm. who I wanted to be or who I was until I left home to go to college. I needed yeah. that separation for me to kind of just figure that out because I just felt mm-hmm. like a big mess, you know, like <laughs> truthfully, that's the best way to explain it. I, I didn't know who I was, who I was as a person or who I wanted to be. I just kind of felt like a lost soul. <laughs> it, that's mm-hmm. the best way to explain it. And I feel like we would have talked about mental health and, and, you know, feelings and self-expressions and how you handle situations like we doing with my kinders now, (laughs) I feel like it would be so different, right? Mm -hmm. Because we, we give them strategies and we say, you know, okay, if somebody is bullying you, if somebody hurts you like how can you best handle the situation we try to give them Mm -hmm. those strategies or tools we weren't given any of that so
0: I know it was kind of just
1: fending for yourself
0: which is hard though because I mean like when I was a resident advisor in college that was the first time that was a time that I learned how to help people express how they feel like we had we had these like fluorescent orange sweaters that we rocked and it says, "I feel blank because blank." And what it was supposed to make you express is that you know you feel angry because, and you explain how you feel in a very specific way, versus going on a tangent and um, you know creating what you need to with that with that story. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is that you know I watch my nieces and I watch a lot of younger kids now, and they're expressing. A lot more than they usually do um which is amazing but you know when we were in high school yeah we didn't have anything like that you know we didn't we didn't have a, a guidance counselor that cared about unfortunately our emotions they only said okay you know pick five schools and you know give me your deposit and I'll help you get through you know the, the process of applying to schools and I think that is something that I am super grateful for that now it is in the works and it is in conversations naturally. And, uh, you know, like if you go to Indigo or any bookstore or even Winners, y- you can't not see self-care books now. You can't not see, you know, health and, and, and healing and mental health books. And, you know, sometimes even with benefits, some companies actually cover your, your psychiatrists or whatever you need to go see to get that help that you need. And I think that's, Finally, really, really cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me too. Like it's great to go talk to somebody and talk to somebody that has that education background that can maybe help you understand why you feel the way that you feel. Mm -hmm. And what Mm -hmm. you know, what they can recommend that might help you. Yeah.
0: And remind them that it's okay to feel the way you feel, right?
1: Yeah. I asked my asked my kinders the other day and I said, you know is it okay if you have, I was having a bad day. So I decided to use it as a lesson. And I was like, is it okay to have a bad day sometimes? Are you allowed to have bad days? And they're like, they're shaking their, most of them are shaking their head. Yes. They're like, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you can. It's okay to have a bad day. You know, it's, it's learning. How can you change that day around? What can you do? So we were reading about Franklin's bad day. Mm Mm-hmm right? And how he waited till the end of the day to talk to somebody. And it's like, oh. maybe, but maybe if he had tried to tell somebody how he was feeling when his friend moved away at the beginning, like in the morning, maybe there could have been something that helped him right away and his day, day could have changed earlier.
0: Yeah. That's but true. they're
1: all learning experiences, right? Like sometimes you feel the way you do in the moment and it takes you time to process those feelings mm-hmm. and you realize, okay, when I'm feeling angry, maybe next time I need to react a different way. Yeah. you know, Or, but it's totally okay to have bad days. Everyone, <laughs> no one is going to have perfect days
0: every day or mm-hmm. good days every day. But that's the other thing. I think even if we get into the topic of social media, I think it's interesting that When you have a platform like Instagram where everyone posts their perfect photos, their edited photos, their, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever happens in their life that's joyful, I think it's really cool when people also post the opposite when they're having those tough days. And I'm not saying that I'm asking people to post things that like they're crying or they're very emotional, which is fine, but, you know, expressing those tough days too is even more healthy than always posting the perfect photo or whatever it is because, you know, it's growth. Like, you know, as an adult watching movies, you know, by myself or with my nieces, whatever's clever, you know, Disney Plus has some amazing movies for, you know, both sides, like for kids to learn about um, being nice to each other, like the Franklins, the Arthurs, the, you know, uh, I think Mulan (laughs) is a huge one. Um, You know, and the new movie, the Christmas movie, Claus. like, there's so many really cool movies out there that can teach you some really cool lessons about life uh whether you're old or young and um i think that's something to even look forward to coming into the future of of what may be you know and and what is what is something that you're looking forward to you know this year um
1: i would say learning i really want to learn how to incorporate meditation into my life and more yoga cuz I used to love yoga. Mm -hmm. With my first pregnancy, I did prenatal yoga. um, And even before that hot yoga, and it always made me feel calm. And I just, I always, I guess I became so anxious that it made it hard for me to go to places and continue doing that for myself. Like I had such bad anxiety that I felt like other people in the room would be judging me as opposed to just being there for myself and doing something that I'm just there to enjoy. And, and I think mm-hmm. that that's a big healing point for me is do is continuing to do things that I know I like doing and not allowing my anxiety to stop me from doing that. And um, my husband mm-hmm. and I love reading Jay Shetty's book think like a monk. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Uh, like he has listened to the audio twice and I've listened to it and just, he talks about, you know, how do you bring that meditation into your life and how he went through learning to becoming, uh, how to become a monk and what it means mm. to have a clear mind. And it's just, it's so good. And, and I really want that for myself to be able to always have that peaceful mind like maybe it's like learning Mm. to set it up early in the morning if (laughs) to push myself to get up (laughs) that is the first goal (laughs) but truthfully getting that time in to kind of be at at my peaceful state of mind and then ending Mm -hmm. my day with yoga like that would be my ultimate goal is starting the day with meditation and then ending the day um, with more like meditation or calmness, you know, cause your day is so mm-hmm. busy. So
0: finding a way to kind of settle down. Yeah. I think that's honestly brilliant because if you, if you start your day with something that you love, you know, you're already starting the day off on the right foot. You know, even if it's a song, like your, your alarm on your phone, like if you just start your day off, right. You're already in good vibes. So if you have that time to, start your day and meditate even if it is for like five, 10 minutes because meditating is is I find really difficult because I'm way too busy for my own liking sometimes and <laughs> it's just a healthy thing but you know meditating for a little bit and then gradually getting into a lot longer durations of meditation is great and then ending same thing with self-care or you know just appreciation for yourself I think that's that's really important. That's exci- I'm excited for you. Damn. You gotta, you gotta put me on Zoom. Maybe we'll yoga together. Yeah, that would be great. I know. Our little matching outfits. Uh- <laughs> yeah. But like, but
1: truthfully, you know, if you're setting yourself up for success and you're setting yourself off with a calm mind, you're more likely to have a better day because you've had that good start. And my husband and I have had such a hard time getting up lately. Like it's <laughs> been very hard. So we know that it would benefit us. So that's a big goal for us to be able to do that because when you're waking up and then you're rushing to go to work, you're already in a rush state of mind and you're like, Mm -hmm. no, I hope I didn't forget anything. Okay, go, 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 right? Yep,
0: yep. But I mean, every day is a new day. So you can start tomorrow and say, okay, Steph, like, you know what you gotta do. Push me (laughs) up, (laughs) help me out of this bed. Like (laughs) I'll get the coffee going. I love it. Actually,
1: someone that's really great to follow is the bird's papaya. She is Canadian. She's awesome. She's she she is a mom of three and she's actually having her fourth, but she shows very raw images of her and she talks very much about body positivity, mental health, learning to love your scars and and just like the beauty of your body changing and she honestly Ooh. she is my like big mentor that I love following because she just makes you feel like she reminds you how important it is to just love your body for what it's done for you or what you're doing for it and to just love yourself and mm. she goes into those raw topics and um is that on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram.
0: Okay, Instagram. Okay.
1: Yeah she's awesome I would recommend to anybody following them you don't have to be a mom she's just great like in general
0: honestly I'd rather have those people on Instagram anyways like I I don't really follow any celebrities because I just find that you know finding people that you know inspire you and keep you happy for scrolling if you are on social media you know it, it, it makes you want to stay on there but in a positive way versus getting sucked into all the negative. So yes, I appreciate that. What was the, what was the Instagram uh, thing again?
1: The birds papaya.
0: Birds papaya. Okay. Yeah. Noted.
1: She, yeah. That's why I love following her because she's real. What she's sharing is she'll always do funny posts like Instagram reality, like versus reality and oh, you know, yes. how, how we do certain poses or to do, to look a certain way. And it's just, it's just funny. I, I appreciate following her.
0: Mm, mm. Well, I appreciate following you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate all your posts, but yeah, honestly, it's, uh, it's always been a pleasure, you know, talking to you and you're so inspiring to me as well. Like, I mean, you're a mom soon to be of two, you have a dog, you have a house, you know, I was privileged to be a part of your, your wedding. It's just been so great watching you grow. And I think it's really exciting to continue watching your family grow because, 2021 has some pretty exciting stuff coming your way i'm excited
1: i feel the same way about you like look at all your accomplishments that you've come like everything that you've put your mind to or that you want to do you've done like it's it's incredible the the sports teams the athletes like you are so driven and i admire that about you oh it's so cool stop
0: Uh, it (laughs) i'm gonna send you a starbucks (laughs) e-gift card you're sweet (laughs) I appreciate it. Honestly, thank you so much on behalf of all the viewers. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it.
1: Of course, anything for you.
0: Yay. Love you, girl.